What's going on? What is going on? How are we doing? How are we doing? Monday, baby. It is Monday. And with that, it marks our first episode of the Tradesman Podcast with your host, Noah Knoyer, a guy who does not actually work in the trades. Well, I'm okay, technically. But, I mean, realistically, yes. But also realistically, no, if that makes sense. I'm not talented with my hands. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> depends on, on, on who you ask. But when it comes to pure skill around power tools, when it comes to pure skill with bringing a tape measure, when it comes to anything that relates with using any sort of saw, yeah, yeah, your boy's not. Your boy, I'm not. I'm not the guy you're gonna call. You'd call my dad. You would call my father. His name's Chad. Like every, every normal dad, you know that you see on on a on a Thanksgiving movie. Um, you know, family man, really, really nice person, very, very skilled. Um, but my dad, my dad ain't normal. Ain't no normal. You know, I'm a cut your turkey type of dad. He's the guy that uh, he, he built our entire kitchen from scratch, from scratch. The dude straight up built his own cabinets, and he didn't. He didn't just buy them from from you know some facility, um, you know, on the east side of Michigan. No, he straight up built them with sheets of melamine and a bunch of other tools. Um, very long looking things that I do not know the name of whatsoever, but thank you for tuning in. Uh, this marks our, our very first episode of the series. And, and with that, you know, my whole goal is to one, uh, talk about trades and, and promote a little bit more about them, but also show to you, uh, my lovely listeners on, on what things you can get involved in, in the trades. Uh, whether that includes stories, um, drinking beer, or getting electrocuted. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, it could happen all in the same of span of two hours. Um, so that is, that is what, what we're here to talk about today. And, and like I said earlier, I'm not the guy to go to when it talks to, hey, can you change my faucet? I could figure it out. I might switch the hot and colds. I could completely destroy our plumbing. Or your plumbing. Really depends on who you ask. But I'm sure I could find a way in the end to screw it down somehow, some way. It's not gonna be right, but it'll be it'll be in place. You know, you know, <laughs> I sit here watching these guys put up buildings. Yeah, my, my dad the other day, we're, we're, we were sitting at Thanksgiving, and he, uh, he brought out his iPad, and he's like, hey, come watch this. They're building the Barn Dominium. And I, I sat there, and I watched it as these guys put up massive trusses uh, 35 feet in the air and do it with absolute precision. Precision. One, I wouldn't be getting up 35 feet in the air to save my goddamn life. No freaking way. I am too scared of heights for that shit. Way too scared of heights. I don't even go on the Ferris wheel at Shields 
Anyone who knows who shields is, what shields is, I do not get on that Ferris wheel. One, you ever seen those carnival rides that people are on? The state fairs, the county fairs. All of a sudden, the Ferris wheel freaking blows up and then starts rolling away and scalps everyone. Yep, not freaking happening. You know, regardless on, on the safety issue side of things, not saying that, that Shields uh, Ferris wheels are not safe because they're probably one of the safest Ferris wheels out there. But you all go to your county fairs, and I guarantee you that those are not safe. Where's one bolt somewhere that's completely stripped that all it takes is a gust of wind, and Bobby, Joe, the rest of the facility, and your horse is dead. Dead, I tell you. But back on back onto that same thing, and these you get these things done in 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 three months. You 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 put me over there with a blank ground, a bunch of wood. And you say, build me a house? Uh, <laughs> good luck. Uh, we would, we would, I would be dying. I, I, would, I would use that, and I would sharpen a 2x4 into some sort of sphere. I, and then I would cut the rest of that into kindling. And I would hunt the way our ancient ancestor hunted. You know, the, the likelihood of, of me surviving is probably not very high. But I could not build you a house, I'll tell you that. And that's the whole point of, of this podcast is to is to set and want to appreciate the people that are doing this. You know, when we think of trades, you know, we have a ton of people, you know, that that may not think of, of trades as being something that is uh uh valuable, so to speak. And, and this is coming from a guy that, that has a four year degree from from a private institution. Um, or will be getting a private degree from a four-year institution, hopefully. Cross my fingers, I should be good to go. Uh, but regardless, as a guy who now works with that four-year degree in the trade realm, I think it is is very important to showcase all of the different stuff that people in the trades do, uh, and and that specifically going forward, how much in, in need and demand they're going to be, um, you know, my company is trying to hire 10 people that are all carpenters and we can't find a single one single one and and that goes across the board i've talked to plumbers i've talked to electricians i've talked to linemen i've talked to painters i've talked to drywallers drywall like don't even get me started on that no freaking way bricklaying dude imagine mudding mudding is an art form you know some people think it's just playing with silly putty and slapping it on there and lathering up no way that is way too hard. I can't even... <laughs> I would be the type of guy to go try to cut drywall with a circular saw. You know? I know I know not to. I know not to cut it with a circular saw. But some people do. And it turns into a cocaine addict's garage where there's just white dust everywhere. But I know not to. You cut it with a knife. Exactly. I got you all, all my people out there. They know what I'm talking about. Right down the middle, you use, use a straight edge, use something, just go, and then kick it. Just, that thing folds, folds like a piece of, of candy pie into my mouth on Christmas Eve. Just, and then from there, you put it on a couple drywall screws right up to the studs. I know a little bit. I know a little bit. I know a little bit. I did a stint. Uh, my my sophomore year of, of college, 
let me tell you, COVID screwed me up because what COVID did, along with screwing up the entire rest of the world, it made me think that I wanted to do a trade job. Okay, a trade job. And it was by far the most humbling and worst experience of my entire life. Entire life. And it all started as a cabinet maker in, in, a, in a family-owned shop with two people. I was the third. Uh, someone that my father knew um, when he worked. Uh, backstory short, my dad, he, you know, we can go back to talking to him to get a little bit more backstory on this, okay? My dad is the most handy human you will ever meet in, my, in your entire life. The dude went from building pools to starting his own contracting company to working with cabinets and all kinds of hinges and a bunch of shit like that um, to, to now he works in, in, in something totally not in, in the trade industry, but the dude I still consider 100% a tradesman. The guy is ridiculous. He could you know, do your plumbing. He could change some sort of outlet. He can remodel your entire damn kitchen. Um, he wants to build his entire house himself. I don't know how he's going to have time for that, but that's for another story. Uh, but still, all that crap, he knew someone uh, that, that owned a cabinet company and I needed a job um, because I was sick of sitting in my dorm room uh, doing nothing, uh, playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare while I somewhat haphazardly attended online classes uh, and acted like I knew exactly what was going on in every single one of them. Uh, so I show up, I went to Costco and bought me my first ever pair of work pants. Let me tell you about Costco work pants. I got a blue pair, a khaki pair, and a black pair. I thought I was the shit. It had like 17 pockets, and I was like, wow, I could fit a lot of food in these pockets. Um, I knew they were for screws, but I probably knew that I would never, ever put screws in them. In the future, I did end up putting screws in them. I just actually never used them uh, because I was the guy handing the screws off because they didn't trust me to, to actually set the cabinet base. Uh, we, and they learned that the hard way uh, when, when I accidentally, on my first day, dropped one of the face frame cabinets on the way up the stairs uh, and completely destroyed it. Uh, and the thing that I didn't realize about trades, when you sit down and and you work with, with someone specifically in the cabinet industry, uh, one of those cabinets is like two grand, and if you bust it up, uh, it ain't, you ain't saving it. You're not, there's not much you can do with, with a destroyed cabinet that you drop on the front step of your customer's house. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, and it also doesn't help your perception that your boss has of you. Uh, the interview went like this. He walked up. He's like, can you lift things? I said, yes. He was like, what do you know about cabinets? I said, absolutely nothing. He then said, I could teach you. I said, okay. And I, I consider myself a fairly smart human. I consider myself someone who can pick things up quickly. But I'll tell you, my brain does not pick up cabinet making. It doesn't. It doesn't. You know, you have, and I'm not a coder either, all right? These guys, cabinet makers are sneaky, all right? Uh, manufacturers are sneaky because there's a lot of intricate shit that goes into this stuff that no one really ever talks to you about. They, Everyone just thinks it's just, you know, I am going to show up to work. I got a hammer. I got a drill, and I'm just going to whack some things and then hope it works out. No, there's code, man. There's C++, Java, Python, and a bunch of other shit that I have no clue about. Talk about CNC machines. Uh, that stuff is crazy. 
You got to make sure all your holes are drilled correctly, your right depth and your millimeters. You're, uh, you're making sure that your, your melamine or whatever you're using for your wood, I think it was primarily melamine that we used, uh, was, was put on correctly because if that, you screwed up a piece of melamine and you're fucked. And it was interesting. It was, it was crazy to me. Um, then you got the belt sander, uh, that stuff is scary. Uh, that's, it's going hundred miles an hour and you put a piece of wood. And what I learned quickly is you can't put wood in straight, uh, because it unevenly sands, uh, the end of the cabinet when it gets stuck at the end. So you, it was, it was pretty much like you're playing a game of hot potato with yourself, but with cabinets and a belt sander. <laughs> you would, I would put the cabinet in and I would sprint to the other side. That way I grabbed the, the panel or, or the, or the cabinet door that was coming out the other side. And I had to take it off with such precision, like very, very delicately, like I'm stroking a little pet dog. Um, that way it didn't unevenly get the, the other end side of the, of the cabinet and, and, and uh, made it uneven. And then you had to do it like three times. You had different three types of grit that you were doing. You're doing like 50 grit, 80 grit, 120 grit or something like that. Don't quote me on that. I have absolutely no clue. I don't remember exactly, but I think 50 grit was one of them. And I mean, you were, you, I mean, it was, it took me like six hours. The days went by so fast, but when you screw up one of those cabinets, it is, it, it it's, it's taxing. It's incredibly taxing on your body uh, because not just from the actual physical work, but from the mental capacity of knowing you probably screwed something up uh and your your boss is going to be incredibly pissed because you are a 19 year old human with no previous trade work experience and you're just hopping into this guy in a covid world where everyone is building shit and he has so many jobs we stand a table i stand a table for the first time this had to be like a 12 fifteen thousand dollar table it was massive and it was super intricate he like cut out little pieces of, of, uh, I don't know if they're called vinyl or, um, it looks like, it looks like, um, shit, what do you call the, uh, it's a type of wood. I'm blanking on it. I don't remember what it is, but you, he like cut out little pieces and put little other pieces of discolored, different colored wood in there, um, to make like a really sick design. And, and from there, and he's like, oh, okay, you know, we're going to stain it. Well, I'm going to teach you how to stain. And no one actually showed tells you that staining is is incredibly hard and it the reason is because once you apply that stain there's no going back you know it's it's like peeing you know it's incredibly hard to stop peeing um once the stream is opened exact same thing with stain once you put some stain on on that that table you're you're full steam ahead whether whether a table turns out or not it's going to be stained whether you whether you you want it to be stained or you don't want it to be stained um, and then you have to rub it in like circular patterns and then you have to go with the grain, not against the grain, but then you also got to get it in all the little spots of wood. And then you got to sand it and you got to do it over again. That stuff. Oh, it is an art form. It takes a certain person and it is not me, not me at all. And then you get into all the other trades that, that we talk about. We got plumbers, we got electricians, we got drywallers, we got painters, uh, we got people working with concrete. Uh, we got dudes building pools, building retaining walls. We got landscapers. Uh, we got dudes who are framing houses and putting up siding. Uh, it is. You got dudes working on cranes. Talk about being in a crane. 
Oh, no. I don't even like heights. I talked about a Ferris wheel. Don't put me in no crane. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I am not sitting in a crane and having to hold a two-ton container and drop it down exactly where it needs to go, i.e. a tiny square in a 2,000-container ship uh, that with one wrong move, I'm... I'm absolutely destroying the hopes of this ship because if I if I don't if you don't put that container right right down there, I I wonder this: how many containers have we lost in the sea? You know what I mean? Like, you know that there's some guy named Jimmy who's who, who screws up and doesn't put a container right the first way, and then he stacks thirty more containers on top of that. You know, whatever. You ever wonder that? You know that evergreen ship that or whatever that that beached into the sea. You know, how many containers that thing lost? Because I know there for a fact that someone screwed up and continued to stack containers, and all of a sudden, you know, there's the ship's captain. You're just going through the Atlantic Sea or the Indian Ocean, and all of a sudden, 40 containers just fall off your ship. Like, what do you do about that? There's not much you can do. You know, you're, there's $20 million worth of Lamborghinis. <laughs> that did happen because that sunk. Remember, anyone remember that? Uh, but stuff like that where you're just like, what in the world? I don't, uh, yeah, that that type of stuff, you know, you there has to be someone. There has to be someone. But, I mean, and then you have, you know, painters. We can talk about painters, man. You know, I don't think painters are right in the head. You know, I mean, when I was a kid, you know, you, when you smelled a Sharpie, you know, that type of thing, you're like, ooh, Sharpies, you know. Think, you know, man, I'm getting high. I just smelled a Sharpie. This is awesome. You know, the painters are doing that times 75,000, you know. You, you got to be a... Uh, pain is a drug i'll be honest paint's a drug i can guarantee a lot of those people who are painting are not right in the head they can't be i don't think they are uh because the amount of fumes that you are inhaling when you're painting if you're painting an entire house you know how long i don't know this how long does painting a house take it'd have to be ridiculous because i tried to paint or we tried to paint a, a a kitchen I painted, you know, did a little bit of the painting on the kitchen. And, uh, you know, it took us like four days because you had to paint all the trim. You had to do like four coats. You had to paint match it. Uh, you had to go through and do all the little splotches. Uh, I mean, that that stuff, they have to be so high by the end of their painting thing that they just, I don't know how they don't fall off their ladder. I don't know, they should not be able to drive home. They should not. They need to wait like an hour and a half or they need to like oxygen. They need to be in those full-blown oxygen masks just going <sighs> as they paint. Like huffing as much oxygen as they can and not the paint because I feel like they would probably be, be better off for themselves. I, I, I don't know for sure, but I would, I would assume that they would probably be better off if they didn't inhale so much paint. But at the same time, I, I know the majority, I mean, painting is an art form too. You know, like, you think coloring in lines in your coloring book on Sunday morning when you go eat at a at a at a village inn with some crayons? Well, that's not that's not painting. That is uh, that is not painting. That is that is what we call uh, a confidence builder in your cognitive abilities. Not uh, going and painting a multi million dollar house the same. And I'm colorblind too. So like that adds a whole nother, I could not be a painter because I cannot see any shade of color outside of my primary color. So if you told me, hey, is that baby blue? I'd be like, I have no clue. Uh, and I would probably paint everything the same color because 
you, yeah, like I bright white. It, listen, all right, you you go to a paint store, okay? You go to a Home Depot, and and you sit there, and you're like, okay, you know, I want to see all these different colors of of of, of gray. You got space gray, you got dark gray, you got stormy gray, you got gray gray. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, if we looked up how many shades of gray there are, I mean, let, let's see, let's see how many shades of gray that there are in the world. How many shades of gray? A hundred and one shades of gray. A hundred and one? Wait, no, two hundred and fifty-six shades of gray. Fifty shades of gray. <laughs> We're not talking about that here. Um, hundred, two hundred fifty-six different shades, as an equal number of red, green, and blue, and white and black are both considered a shade of gray. Interesting. We got cool gray, cadet gray, blue gray, glaucus, slate gray, gray green, marengo. Dude, yeah. To me, it's just gray. I can't see any of that shit. Uh, I don't, you know, putting on clothes is a struggle enough. I'll wear, because apparently to me, brown, my brown, or what I believe brown is, is apparently green. My girlfriend's sitting here like, you are wearing poop green pants. And I'm like, well, to me, uh, I, be, I, I think I look good. You know, do you not think I look good? That's where we get into that testy spot. Like, no, you look great. You look great. I just don't like that color. I'm like, well, I like these pants, honey. Uh, and she's like, well, they look horrible. And I'm like, well, they don't look horrible to me. Don't you love me for me? You know, what other girl do you want looking at me, honey? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, you use it against people. Um, but yeah, I mean, painters, geez, don't even get me started on those guys. Um, and, and then you think all the people farming, I mean, farmers, geez. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, they're, I feel like you got to kind of be born into farming at this point because you can't really just buy land because it takes, you know, your entire life savings plus your entire life support plus your 401k plus your Roth plus your, uh, you know, freaking life insurance to buy land, uh, let alone farm it. God, you're, let me pay a, let me donate my left organ and testicle for a freaking combine like there's no those things are like 250 million like how much is an average like how much average combine price hundred thousand to five hundred thousand for a new machine average of 122 thousand sheesh that's a boat and a house and if you really want one of those fancy ones that drives himself i mean you're looking at pushing pushing million bucks i'm assuming i mean that's just probably not a that's not a fully optioned combine that's just a stock combine it's like a bugatti you don't want the you want the v10 in there you don't want the v4 you know that then it bumps you up about 40 million dollars in, in price point there that's ridiculous so yeah yeah no that's that's not happening for me not happening so from there that you know we our, our goal you know my goal here is to is to understand trades um, and to let you guys know, one, how do you get involved, uh, what these people are doing, get a painter in here and see if they're crazy or not, um, uh, you know, get an electrician here and who's been, you know, electrocuted, um, see how he's doing, see how many brain cells he has, um, but also to see, you know, what 
they're doing, what their lives look like, you know, to get a little bit more insight on on what they're doing on a daily basis, whether it's, you know, what their work-life balance is, how much money they're making, what their schooling look like. Um, there's a ton of uh, potential within that uh, realm that, that, that I want to explore, that I think people want to hear about. Uh, and we're gonna, we're gonna sit here, we're gonna talk to some individuals. Uh, we're gonna, you know, hear what makes them crazy. <laughs> um, because, or what makes them special, because to me, they're special, man. I, they I could not know. I, as we found out, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a trade guy. I'm not a trade guy. I, uh, I can't do it. It's, it's not for me, but it's for other people, for a lot of people. Uh, and, pretty damn good at it because somehow we built the we built the Burj Khalifa and that thing is freaking redonkulous. I mean, now we're building a square, you know, thirty foot city that stretches for one hundred and sixty miles somewhere in Abu Dhabi or some crap like that. Like these people are crazy, man. Uh, and how do you think we live in these houses? I mean, if if, if I gotta call a plumber, I mean, it's not doing myself. I'm gonna let someone go down and suck my poop out and and fix it all up. I'm not gonna touch that crap. No way. Uh, so, you know, I'm excited for, for the rest of the series, uh, and, and I hope everyone has a great week. Everyone enjoys themselves. They have a great day, and it's almost Christmas time, baby. It's almost Christmas time. So, you know, let's have a great week, uh, and we will see you on Monday next week. Episode one of the Tradesman Podcast.